Glory to God in the highest. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Since I'm super excited coming here once more, bringing to you the self-same gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we began a teaching series on learning Christ. And we began to reveal to the believer how that Jesus revealed himself to us by himself. I will say this revelation of Christ is fundamental in that Jesus by himself shows to believer what he wants the believer to know him to be. In Matthew chapter 11, which was our test, Jesus sent a public invitation. Let's go into that test again. Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 28 to 31. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we began to see in the introductory part of this teaching series, Learning Christ, how that Jesus sent forth a public invitation to all and sundry, asking everyone to come and receive rest. And to not only receive rest, but to take his yoke. And there's who goes, of course, by reason of uh, consideration of Galatians 5.1 and Acts chapter number 15, 10, and 11, we are able to discover that this yoke talk about the new covenant as it differs from the old covenant where they have had all kinds of burdens of religious rituals and demands that is weighing the soul of the people. So he sent a public invitation. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So take my yoke. The yoke becomes the platform or the template or the covenant and the agreement uh, of, uh, of operation uh, between you and him. Hallelujah, praise God. So, and learn of me. For I am make a Lord in that, and you shall find rest from your soul. Rest from religion. Religious bodies, religious demands, rest from all kinds of vicissitudes of life, rest from all demonic oppression and satanic uh, uh, torments, rest. Come unto me, I will give you rest. Take the yoke and learn. Hallelujah, praise God. If you have not listened to the introductory aspect of this teaching, you got to get to my world, Dr. Ali Omoni Badmos and receive that understanding so that you can digest this fully and have a proper perspective uh, having understood where we are coming from hallelujah praise god so say so for my yoke is easy and my burden is light my yoke is easy and my burden is light. saints of god god has not called you to carry grievous burden no sir whatever the spirit of the lord is there is liberty so he has called you to himself to learn. And Jesus began to introduce himself. And he began to reveal himself. And we said in the previous class that the revelation of Jesus from Jesus formed the basis of understanding that the apostles have in their, their writings in the epistles. So this is fundamental and this is basic and this is essential. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Jesus began to send that public invitation to come to come and learn. The Greek word is mantano, learn of me. 
And of course, if you read uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 20 and 21, the Bible says, He has not so learned Christ. If so be that the truth is in Jesus. So the truth is not in religion, it's in a person. You can have religion all you like. If you are not being taught Christ, you will still be in bondage. Hallelujah. So take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Mantano, because the truth is in Christ. And the reason why this is efficacious or important is because the will of God is not only for you to be saved. A lot of people are born again and they are satisfied. Oh, I am saved now. Glory to God. Uh, salvation has been brought down. I have received, uh, you know, the gift of uh, eternal life. Glory to God. When you have received salvation, you start learning. Jesus said, unto the Jews that believe in him. In John chapter 8, 31 and 32. If you continue my word, then are you my disciple indeed. And you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. In 1 Timothy 2 verse number 4. The will of God is not only for men to be saved. But also to come to the knowledge of the truth. Full discernment of the truth. Exact knowledge of the truth. So being saved is one part. Learning the truth is the other side of the coin. Hallelujah, praise God. So this is compulsory. Very important for you. If you will grow in grace, and if you will mount up to fulfill the divine purpose for which Christ has apprehended you. So Jesus began to reveal himself. He began to reveal himself. And in the book of John chapter number 8, verse number 14 and 15, Jesus said, John 8, 14. Hallelujah, glory to his name forever. Uh, John chapter 8, verse number 14, amplified version. Jesus answered, even if I do testify of my own, on my own behalf, my testimony is true and reliable and valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not do not know where I come from or where I am going. So if I reveal myself, if I testify of myself, if I give record of myself, my record is true. So let's learn from the source. The basic fundamental of the revelation of Christ. And today we are looking at Jesus revealing himself as the I am, the son of God. The revelation of Jesus is the I am. In John chapter 8, verse number 58, Jesus revealed himself to them and said, Before Abraham was, I am. The people could not handle it. They pick up stone and they want to stone him because they understood, as the Jewish people, that God of Israel, God of creation, is the only one that bears the name I am. And in this teaching series, we are going to see how the I am revealed himself. I am this, I am that, I am this. And today in this class, we are looking at him, introducing himself as I am. The son of God. The son of God is not the baby of God. The son of God is not uh, the errand boy of God. No. When we say the son of God, what do we mean? Hallelujah. In John chapter 10 verse 35 to 36. Jesus introduced himself as the son of God. If you call them gods unto whom the word of God came. And the scriptures cannot be broken. Say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said, I am. 
the Son of God. There are a lot of people of other religion who believe that Jesus never said he is God. He never said he is the Son of God. Follow me in this teaching series. The veil will fall off your eyes. Hallelujah. Praise God. And it is very important that the believer understand what Jesus revealed himself to be because he is the revelation of the Father. And he is the revelation of the believer. And hallelujah. You need to understand you have been called into fellowship. You cannot enjoy fellowship with an individual you do not know. You know, Very essential to me. So I am the son of God. The son of God. Why did Jesus introduce himself? As I am the son of God. Why is that important to our faith? Why must we study that? Hallelujah. Follow me and you will gain understanding. I am the son of God simply mean God manifest in the flesh. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse number 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. This is a mystery. The Greek word mysterio means a hidden secret that only initiates have access to see and to know. So, this is a hidden secret concerning the affairs of our salvation. Not angel, nor the prophet has an exact knowledge of this mystery. It was concealed in Christ and eventually revealed by Christ. Why is it important for us to see the I am, the son of God? You will understand at this teaching progress. So, without controversy, grace, the mystery of godliness, God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels. Preach unto the Gentiles, believe on in the world, receive up into glory. Why is the Jesus revealed himself as the son of God? The, the Bible speaking in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was me. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shone into darkness, the darkness complained in verse number 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we behold his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God has to become a man for the purpose of salvation of mankind. Because it was not possible that any seed of Adam should have died for our sin and it will be accepted by the divine justice. Because all that ever came from Adam were born into sin. In iniquity did my mother conceive me. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God because according to Acts chapter 17, every man on the surface of the earth are of the same root, came out of Adam. Either you are white or black, you are Chinese, you are Indian. We all came out of Eden, uh, Adam. And all that came out of Adam also had seen in the man Adam. All have seen and come short of the glory of God. And so he cannot see the glory of God coming to glory except the sin issue is settled. So there is need for another Adam to come and settle this issue. And that is why God became a man the last Adam, in order to settle the issue of sin by laying down his life,
to pay for sin because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Follow me, let's look at some scriptures as we get further clarity concerning this. So Jesus introduced himself as the son of God and he is the expected Messiah because all of the prophetic scriptures of the Jew, they have been told by the prophet that the Messiah is coming. Who is the Messiah? The word means the anointed one or which is called Christ, Christus in Greek. And is the one to bring salvation to mankind, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. In John chapter 4, Jesus spoke further in this light. John chapter 4, 25 to 26. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. So Messiah is Christ, the anointed one. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee, I am he. The son of God, the anointed one, the Messiah. He is the expected one to bring salvation to mankind. And so that is the testimonies in the prophetic scriptures. In Mark chapter 14, verse 60 to 64. Mark 14, 60 to 64. And the emperor stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it? Which this witness against thee? But he had his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Are thou the Christ? The word is the Messiah. The son of the blessed soul. Because they understand that the Messiah is the son of God. Is the anointed one. Is the one coming with the agenda of salvation for mankind. So the high priest, which have the highest spiritual ranking among the people as at the time, asked him and said, Are thou the Christ? The son of God. Because they understand that the Messiah or the Christ, the anointed one, is the son of God. And Jesus said, I am. Hallelujah. And ye shall see the son of man sitting on the right hand of power coming in the cloud of heaven. 63. Then the high priest rent his clothes and said, what need we any further witness? Ye have heard the blasphemy. What think ye? And they all condemn him to be guilty of death because the Jewish people understand something. Once you say you are son of God, you are sharing equality with God. Let's look at that scripture. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Verse number 18. Therefore the Jews sought the mother to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath but has also but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Do you see that? So, according to their own religion, for a man to stand and call himself son of God, or the Messiah, or is a, a, or call God his father, is sharing equality with God. How can you, a man, call yourself our God? That is blasphemy. And then the penalty for such offense is death. Why? Because they did not understand that no seed of Adam could have redeemed another seed of Adam. That there is need for another Adam that is commensurate in the, uh, in the fashion of the first Adam to come. They did not understand that. So they read the scripture according to what Paul said in Acts chapter 13. They are reading the scripture and the scripture of the prophet every Sabbath and they did not understand the meaning of the thing that they were reading. So, and the reason why they, they, they actually rose up to stone Jesus to kill him is because of the scripture in the book of Numbers chapter 23. 
What did the Bible say? Let's look at it. Numbers chapter number 23, verse number 23. Okay, let's look at verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. And as he said, and shall he not do it? Or had he spoken? And shall he not make it good? So, in the, in the, in the book of Numbers 23, 19, it's already written, God is not a man. Then how can a man stand up and say, I am the Messiah, the Son of God? So they saw it as blasphemy. Hallelujah, praise God. So they pick up stone to stone him, but they didn't know that that same Jesus, they were carried away with the facade, but they were not aware that that is God manifest in the flesh. It was a mystery concealed from the prophets, concealed from angel, hidden only in Christ, only the, and only revealed by Christ. Hallelujah, praise God. In John, uh, of course, in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So, Jesus is the son of God. And it is faith in Jesus as the son of God that saved. Not faith in the prophet. A lot of people want to explain Jesus as a prophet of God. Some people as a grandmaster, as a wise man. Believing Jesus to be the prophet, or um, to be a prophet, or to be a grandmaster, or to be a wise man, cannot save your soul. Because no seed of Adam, no matter how improved he is, can save another seed of Adam. This is a mystery. Hallelujah. Be revealed in Christ. So, in Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 5 to 11, he gave us a detail, a further understanding in this light. Philippians. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Philippians 2, verse number 5 to 11. Oh, I love the amplified version. So, so very powerful. But I will read King James and then I will read amplified. Very, very powerful. Let this man be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal God. Let me read the amplified version. Amplified, amplified it and gives us a better understanding. Uh, amplified Philippians chapter 2 from verse number 6 and 5 to 11. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Who, although being essentially one with God, and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attribute which make God God. Did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained. But stripped himself of all privilege and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant. Servant slave. In that he became like man and was born a human being. And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every nation should bow, should, must bow in heaven, on earth, under the earth, and every tongue frankly and openly confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you see that? That his claim is real and is genuine. Jesus as a prophet cannot save us. Even an angel cannot save us. He takes the Son of God. So he emptied himself of all 
that makes him God and took upon himself the fashion of a man. For what purpose? To die for our sin. Because God as God cannot die. God is spirit. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So if he stays as God, he cannot help our condition. So God has to become a man. That God that became a man is called Son of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Hebrews chapter number 2, let's look at the scriptures. Verse number 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower. The Greek word made there is Ginomai, who became a little lower than angels for the suffering of death. He became a man so that he can die. Because the wages of sin is death. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So all of us cannot come into the glory of God because the consequence of our sin is death. And so, and without the shedding of blood, according to Hebrews 9.22, there is no remission of sin. So blood must be shed for sin to be remitted. And not just an ordinary blood, because the blood of a sinner cannot redeem a sinner. And so, he had to become a man in order to have blood to shed. Hallelujah, praise God. And we see Jesus, who are made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. You see that? He became a man. He became lower than even angels in order to be able to die for our sin. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the whole world. Hallelujah. So he offered himself without spot, without sin. Jesus revealed himself as the Son of God. And the believer must understand and must hold on to this persuasion. Because if you don't believe Jesus is the Son of God, you are not born again. You are just being religious. A religion cannot save you. Why is that important? It's in the book of John. John chapter number 20. Verse number 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. Christ Christus means Messiah, the anointed one. The Son of God. And that believing, you might have life through his name. So, there is, the reason why all of this were written is for you to have enough faith to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, is the Christ, is the Son of God. He is the anointed one. And then when you believe that, then you have eternal life through his name. Because God's gift of life is given to us in his son. It's only by believing that Jesus is the son of God that you can assess that life. Look at 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5 from verse number 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his son. Remember when Jesus came to John the Baptist to be baptized. The voice came from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In Acts chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 17, on the mountain of transfiguration, when Peter, James, and John were present with Jesus Christ, Elijah and Moses appeared. And of course, when they were saying, let us build through the tabernacle, Moses went, Elijah went, Jesus was there. The cloud came down, the voice of the Father proceeded. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. So, the Bible says, if you receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which has testified of his son. He that believeth on the son of God, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, you have the witness in yourself. 
He that believeth not God had made him a liar. So if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you have made God a liar. Because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. This is the record. God had given us eternal life. And this life is not in a prophet. This life is not in an angel. This life is not in a wise man. This life is not in a priest. This life is in his son. Verse 2, number 12. He that had the son had life. And he that had not the son of God had not life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is the son of God. He introduced himself. I am the son of God. It's not a matter of argument. It's a matter of salvation. And this is a mystery that is been revealed to us. You see? And God decided to reveal himself in his son. Jesus Christ. In verse number 20. And we know that the Son of God is come and had given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true. How? Even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. The God that is true is the one that revealed himself in his Son. The God that is true is the one that became flesh. The God that is true is the one that manifests in the flesh and died for our sin in order for us to be able to obtain salvation by grace. This is the gospel which we preach. And this is the gospel which you must receive, which you must believe, and which you must continue in. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. So what are we saying in essence? The Son of God emptied himself of his divine essence and took on the nature of man. In the book of uh, Hebrews chapter number 2, the Bible says he didn't take on himself the nature of an angel, but of the seed of Abraham. Let's look at it. Hebrews chapter number 2. Verse number 14 and 16. 14 to 16. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, since all of us that need salvation are all partakers of flesh and blood, we are men, human beings. He also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily, he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. So, there is the nature of angels, and there is the nature of man, the seed of Abraham. So, Jesus didn't take on the nature of angels, but he took on the nature of the seed of Abraham, of, of Abraham which is flesh and blood. And it is only by dying that he can strip Satan of the power of death so that we can receive eternal life in his name. That is why God became a man. He called it a great mystery. God manifests in the flesh. It's very important that we understand this and see the reason why Jesus revealed himself as the son of, son of God. Hallelujah, praise God. So what are we saying in essence? He's the only one that can save us. There's no salvation in any other. Jesus alone has the ability and the capacity to save us because God has given us eternal life. The eternal life is not in a religion, it's in a son. Hallelujah, praise God. So it is in him that we became clear who the father is. And so, and our true identity also became manifest because we could see him and we could model and pattern after him. God as spirit cannot be seen. 
But when God manifests as man, it was easy for us to learn of him and to follow him. Hallelujah, praise God. So he gave the proof that he is the son of God because it's not in the man that breathes the breath in his nose to die and to pick up his life again. It's not in the man. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 8, the Bible says there's no discharge in that battle. Man cannot retain his spirit to sustain it in the day of death. No, sir. No man before Christ came had dominion over death. Even though that whoever raised from the dead died again. But how did Jesus show to us that he is the son of God? How did he do that? He gave us the proof by his resurrection. Romans chapter 1 verse number 4. Romans chapter number one, verse one. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Because no man that every man that ever was raised from the dead died again. The widow's son in First uh, Kings chapter 17. The, uh, the son of the Serenitian woman in Second Kings chapter 5. Lazarus in John chapter number 11. The son of the widow of Nain in, in the book of Luke chapter 7. And of course, Jairus' daughter in Mark chapter 5. All that the Bible ever recorded was raised from the dead, died back again. But the only one who rose from the dead, never to die again, dead no longer had dominion over him, according to Romans chapter 6 verse 9, is Jesus, the son of God. So it is that that was the final proof, final show, final showdown, final attestation to prove to any man who cared to believe, who wants to believe, that Jesus is the Son of God. He rose from the dead. They said, no man can take away my life from me. I'm going to lay it down and I will pick it up again. Hallelujah. So he laid it down and then on the third day, he picked it up. Declared to be the Son of God with power. How? By the resurrection from the dead. When he rose from the dead and stayed never to die back again because they no longer have dominion over him. We could see the difference from every other prophet, from all the fathers, from all other wise men, we could see the difference that this one is the son of God. So that marked him out of the boundary and set him apart from others. So we could see the son of God in his resurrection. And that end ended all religious argument and every religious confusion. Hallelujah, praise God. And then not only that, according to the uh, teaching of the law, you need to attend witnesses for to establish the truth. In June chapter 5, verse 39, 31 to 39, Jesus gave seven different witnesses, five different witnesses, and John chapter 15, verse 25 to 26, he gave uh, two other witnesses, which are seven different witnesses, to reveal the authenticity and the efficacy and the reality and the verity of the fact that he is the Son of God. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. Though not as men require, they said, come down in Matthew 27, verse number 40. Come down now, we'll believe that you are the Son of God. If you had come down, how will he have fulfilled his mission for coming, which is to die for us? So not as man require, but as it is divinely approved, and as it is testified in the prophetic scriptures. And at the same time, not as Satan require, in Matthew chapter 4, verse number 3 and 4, he said, turn this stone to bread. And then if you are a Son of God, prove it by turning stone to bread. But Jesus didn't prove 
he's the son of God by uh, following what Satan's prescription is or what Satan demand is. Neither by what man demand is. Hallelujah, praise God. So he showed it by testimonies of seven other witnesses. Hallelujah, praise God. And that is why everywhere we preach, okay, let me show you the witness uh, just before the time run out. Let's look at John chapter 5. I want to read Amplified Version for purpose of clarity. John chapter number 5. From verse 31 to 39. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. John 5 from verse 31 to 39. If I alone testify in my behalf, my testimony is not valid. I cannot be what I need to. So, though I'm revealing myself now, if I'm the only one that testifies by myself, according to the demand of the law, you need two or three witnesses, my testimony cannot be valid. So, he gave for that testimony to prove that the Son of God. There is another who testifies of me, and I know and I'm certain that his evidence on my behalf is true and valid. You yourself have sent an inquiry to John, and he has been a witness to the truth. So, John testified that Jesus is the true light and he testified that he is the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the whole world and it is in his uh, baptism that the voice of God came and said this is my beloved son in whom I help you. So he testified of himself, said my testimony alone is not valid according to the Lord, two or three witnesses. So he referred them to the last prophet of the Old Testament, John the Baptist, who also testified him to be the Lamb of God that take away the sin of the whole world. Hallelujah. So Verse number 34, but I do not receive a mere woman witness. The evidence which I accept on my behalf is not from man, but I simply mention all these things in order that you may believe. So I'm bringing all this testimony for you to be able to believe that the Son of God made and kept safe and sound. John was the lamb that kept, that kept on burning and shining to show you the way and you were willing for a while to delight, uh, to delight, to sun yourself in his light. Hallelujah, praise God. But I have as many witnesses but I have as my witness something greater, weightier and higher and better than that of John. So his own witness, the witness of John, okay, for the fact, the works that the Father has appointed me to accomplish and finish, the very same works that I am now doing are a witness and a proof that the Father has sent me. Of course, he said he did many miracles that nobody has ever done. The miracle that Jesus did, nobody has ever done it. And the final of his own miracle is that he laid down his own life and he picked it up. Nobody ever did that. And so that his work bear testimony of him, which gave us uh, the number three testimony. Verse 37. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. Not one of you has ever given air to his voice or seen his form, his face, what he is like. You have always been deaf to his voice and blind to his vision. So the Father also testified at the baptism of John in River Jordan and when the three were witnessing on the mountain of transfiguration. And you have not his word, his thought living in your heart because you do not believe and adhere to and trust in and rely on him whom he has sent. That is why you do not keep his message living in you because you do not believe in the messenger whom he has sent. Then he gave another uh, pointer, another witness. Verse number 39. You search and investigate investigate and pour over the scripture diligently because you suppose and trust that you have eternal life through them. And these very scriptures testify of me. So the testimony of scripture, number five. And then if you go to, of course, the book of uh, John 15, 25 and 26. Let's look at that. John 15, 25 and 26. But this comes to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written 
in their law. They hated me without a cause. Okay, 26, 26 and 27. But when the comforter is come, you see the comforter, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. The testimony of the comforter, the Holy Ghost. And then the last testimony, the seventh one, verse number 27. And ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. He was speaking to the disciples who had been with him from the beginning to also bear witness. And of course, most of the things we read in the epistles today are all written by the disciples who were with him, who witnessed his resurrection. The final attestation to prove that what he say he is, is who he is, the Son of God. Hallelujah, praise God. So Jesus revealed himself as the Son of God. So what is our message? Our message is that everywhere we go, we don't come to argue with the religious argument with people like some people are, are doing and you know they feel you know some people are jolly believe people of other religions don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, don't believe that Jesus died and rose again, that they are serving the same God. If you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. That's what the Bible says in First John chapter 2. If you don't have the Son, if you don't believe Jesus is the Son of God, you don't know the true God. And it's very, very important to emphasize to re-emphasize and to over-emphasize that because this is the core center of our belief as born-again believers. Hallelujah, praise God. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 19, Paul says something very powerful. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not here and here, but in him was here and here. The Son of God who was preached. What were we preaching? That Jesus is the son of God. So it's been the message. Hallelujah, praise God. And of course, in Second Peter chapter 1, let's hear from Peter. We have heard from Paul. Let's hear from Peter. Second Peter chapter number 1, verse 16 to 18. For we have not followed cunningly device fable when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitness of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him, from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And this voice, which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy month. Hallelujah. We preach Jesus as the son of God and the witness is that Jesus is the son of God because it's only in believing Jesus as the son of God that we can find eternal life. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. And what is the condemnation? What is the condemnation? In John chapter 3, 16 to 18. Let's look at it. Why this is very important. And the danger of not believing this. John chapter 3, verse 16, as we round up. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Who are we believing in? Believing in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So believing that Jesus is the Son of God is how we get saved. He that believeth not on him, uh, he, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. What is the condemnation? Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The condemnation taking people to hell is not because they were sinners. It's because they refused to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Because eternal life is in a son. It's he that has the son that has the life. So if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you don't have life. It's not a matter of religion. It's a matter of faith. And that faith is in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So Jesus revealed himself as the I am, the Son of God. 
And this is why it's very, very important to understand this. Hallelujah. I believe this teaching has blessed you. As we continue to teach, learn in Christ, in this teaching series, you are going to see as Jesus revealed himself in several dimensions who the I am is to you in order for you to understand uh, why he has revealed that to you and what implication that bears in your faith in the gospel. And I will see you. Please share this teaching. Uh, tag uh, someone uh, in your forum. Share it in a different forum. And share it to all the believers you know. And share it on your Facebook or social media platform. And let somebody can come to understand the gospel through you. As we continue in this teaching series, Learning Christ. And I will see you in the next class. God bless you.